You're listening to the Ninja Sergeant live on the Podcast Detroit Network. This episode is sponsored by Michu Entertainment. Michu Entertainment provides A-list celebrity talent, perfect for your next convention or expo. Go to www.michuentertainment.com. Michu Entertainment, bringing celebrities to events near you. Diana. Fighting does not make you a hero. What if I promise to be careful? Just a shield then. Diana. No sharp edges. Be careful of mankind, Diana. They do not deserve you. You've told me this story. What is this place? Who are you people? We are the bridge to a greater understanding. Right. What is your mission? Well, here's the thing. You are in more danger than you think. The boys in the trenches called her Dr. Poison. Millions would die. The war would never end. I'm going, Mother. If you choose to leave, you may never return. Who will I be if I stay? We'll come. To the war. Well, technically the war is that way, but we got to go this way first. How can a woman fight in this? Who is this young woman? She's my... um, And, um... Diana, Princess of the Prince, Diana Prince. believe that this war should stop. Help me stop it right now. What are you? You will soon find out. What's up, Ranger fans? This is Steve Cardenas, a.k.a. Rocky the Red Power Ranger. Hey, this is Eugene Clark from George Romero's Land of the Dead. Hey, this is Jason Font from Power Rangers Time Force. Hi, this is Mike Zapsick from AMC's Comic Book Man. And this is Ming Chen, also from AMC's Comic Book Man. You are listening... And you're listening to... The Ninja Starship Podcast with Jimmy McKnight. My favorite podcast. It has begun! Oh, yeah! I am awesome! You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes.
What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to episode 95 of the Ninja Starship Podcast. I'm your host, Jimmy McKnight. Wicknight? McKnight. Wow, that's that's my alter ego, Jimmy Wicknight. We haven't even done these shots yet. Shit. You know? <laughs> Joining me, as always, is my partner in pod, the lovable, huggable, Wookie Will Blattman. How's it going, guys? And his homes are nice, nice, baby. Our resident Uber driver and the hottest real estate agent in Detroit, Norm Larkins. That's what we do. What up, Starship? And, of course, on the ones and twos, making sure that... That everything flows so smooth. Mistress Jess is in the house. Hey. Hey. Uh, have you guys seen these fidget spinners in all the stores yeah. and the gas stations? Yeah, and shit? Check these out. I got some fidget spinners right here. Yeah. I, 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 became, I became completely addicted to these things. And what I found out is that what they do is they keep you from messing with your phone constantly. You know how you like when you're bored uh, and you're just looking at yeah. your phone? You just start flipping this thing around. You can do tricks with it, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Check these out. Uh-huh. That one's the serious one. That one goes for six to eight minutes. And then this one here, this one is like a cheap gas station one. It doesn't need too much. I know, right? It's like the stupid shit that, like, it's like the stupid shit that, you know, keeps us uh, entertained. I mean, who, I want I want to know, like, when they started pitching these things up, like, this is going to take off or this is going to take off. Like, who are the investors that went, people are dumb. They'll buy this. This yeah. works. Why not? Uh, this is like the, the hot thing right now that everyone Everybody wants, wants these. Kids. I can't hear you at all. I can't hear you at all in your mic. My kids everyone got them. There you these. go. Yeah, get still your face going. up there. Still going. Yeah, it's still going. It All right, let's start this show like we do every single week with a shot. Ladies and gentlemen, it is shot time. Put Cheers. Up. Put them up. Put them up. Yeah. There we go. Ranger well, style, baby. Ranger yes. style. We got our Power Ranger stuff. We got Power Ranger news like crazy today. All right. Moving on to announcements. Legion the Podcast, as most of you may know, me, Will, and Brian from Pop Culture Leftovers did a side project called Legion the Podcast. That podcast is now over. Unfortunately, uh, due to creative differences, Will. Uh, we've decided... Will. It's all Will's fault. No, this is the first time I'm hearing about this news. <laughs> no, Will, Will, Will was actually the star of that show. If you read the yeah, comments of that, I mean, they, dude, everybody loved Will on that show. I was also time. the most hated. The most hated and the most loved in the whole thing. It was actually pretty awesome. We'll do some uh, specials here and but there. But no, Brian, uh, I, I have spoke to Brian, and Brian, uh, if he says, uh, you know, if he does plan on doing one, he will let everybody know, and so you might get a new version of Legion the Podcast with Brian. And whoever he decides to bring in, which we wish him the best as well because he's very talented at what he does. Yes, sir. Uh, moving on, Monroe Comic Con, September 16th, yes. 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. at the Monroe Bank and Trust Center. Special guests include Megaforce and Super Megaforce Yellow Ranger Ciara Hanna and Time oh. Force Blue Ranger Michael Copan, provided sex. by Minshew Entertainment. Thank you very much, show hey. sponsor Plug Plug yeah. Plug. Yeah. <laughs> Also on the card is WWE legend Brutus the Barber Beefcake, Ooh. Eros Eliza Ritaru, Ugh. and George A. Romero's Land of the Dead, Eugene Big Daddy Clark. Also going on, and guess what? Guess what? We also are going to have Megaforce and Super Megaforce crew going overseas. Because oh, at the Paris Manga are. and Sci-Fi Show, Ciara Hanna, John Mark Loudermilk, Andrew Gray, and Christina Masterson, 30th of September through the 1st of October 2017, they are going to be in Paris. So it's right after the Monroe Comic Con. These guys are heading to Paris. You think they'll take us with us? I hope they take I, I, I hope, you mean, us go with them? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what, what I hope. Yeah, I really do. I hope. I hope we go with them. Pretty Rangers. Isn't it? It's pretty cool, right? Pretty lineup right there. I know, right? I mean, I'm, I would be excited to go to Paris yeah. if I was you guys. I, I mean, why not? Let's one go day. to Paris. One day. We'll, it, you know we'll what? Blast It'll happen off. one day. Exactly. We'll blast off. All right. Let's get into some news here. I keep hitting the cord. Sorry, Jess. Oh, uh, okay. I'm like, what? 
And that was the fucking news. Fucking news. All right, this Love week it. in the fucking news. <laughs> uh, Kathy Lee Gr- or Kathy Griffin. I know, I know. Kathy Griffin, uh, as most of us have known, this is almost old news at this point, but it's still something that we haven't talked about yet. But Kathy Griffin, uh, as most of us know, posted a picture holding a beheaded Trump uh, that was super bloody and super gross. Uh, And, you know, it, it, she, she did it to shock people. She did it to, to, and she's even quoted and and put in this press conference that she did that she wanted to, you know, give somebody to talk about. Let's Mm -hmm. get in trouble. Well, what happened? Oh, they are talking, and what happened was she definitely got in trouble. The, <laughs> you got the fidget spinner going oh, on your head. So uh, well, you know, I mean, the, the, it, it comes to a point where, where someone's uh, creative First Amendment rights and, and – Where do you draw and, the line? Yeah, where do you draw yeah. the line in this, I really? No, at torture. I mean, well, the, you know, the way I see it, like, yes, it's artistic freedom. Yes, it's your First Amendment right to do this. You are a comic. Push the line. Absolutely. Go for it. I understand. Yeah, but-, but in doing so – you cannot expect there not to be some blowback from it. Right. It doesn't have to be like, oh, we're, we're just supposed to take it and, and, and run with it. Personally, I thought what she did wasn't funny. I no. thought it was distasteful. Uh, yes. And all it did is, is get people to talk about her just mm-hmm. for a brief second. Right. But now she wants to be, in my opinion, completely hypocritical and come back and try to say that she's now being bullied by the Trump uh, administration. I mean, the woman who put out a beheaded picture of the man right. is now claiming bully because she's had, she's lost work, she's been fired, and everything else. Now, I'm I'm just saying, it doesn't. She's trying to say that oh, she believes that Trump is doing this and and, and bullying her now. Personally, you if, if, if this was me and I was a club owner and I had Kathy Griffin booked and she just did this and the president is now pissed at you, I don't have to get a phone call from the Donald to say, hey, you know, what do you think about this? I'm, Kathy Griffin, you're fucking out of here. Yeah. Bottom line. Sorry. It just is what it is. Yeah, you're well, welcome the thing to is, yeah. like, in other countries, they have done that to American citizens that mm-hmm. were held as hostages. Like, right. you really couldn't have found a more offensive yeah. way to say that you don't like Trump. Right. And I mean, I'm not saying that. Other, you know, and they pointed that out in the press conference where she she so crudely uh, said G W A R the band G W A R it's Guar yeah it is Guar uh oh did I mess it up there we go I fixed it sorry I mean you're uh, it's just a bad chord yeah I don't know you're welcome to your freedom of speech but when you put somebody else into your freedom of speech and take away their yeah. freedoms that's wrong right you know and I mean I like I get Who it okay you? like all uh, you know artists throughout time and, and throughout history we've made fun of leaders and stuff okay right. we've made fun of leaders Obviously. it's, it's kind of like what we this. do we can poke fun of them you know the Monica Lewinsky days like the the W days all that stuff <laughs> it's easy it, it, it it's easy stuff it really is it's easy to go after but when you do something at that level Okay, the blowback is 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 going to be huge, and it's going to come back at you. And I personally feel that she's getting everything that she deserves on yeah, yeah. the D-list celebrity. Personally, yeah. I could be living in a world without Kathy Griffin. I've never found anything she did funny with her twenty-three when was specials the last time she even or not. Did it? Last time she, did she does the New Year's thing. That's all she does. Nobody she does the New Year's. That and her lawyer was like, "Oh, it's the best thing about New Year's." Is Kathy Griffin? No, it's like, not. No, what? sorry. New Year's yeah, is New Year's is the best thing about New Year's. I look forward to seeing Jenny McCartney. And honestly, all every comedian I've talked to, every person I know that does comedy and even like the darkest comics I know was like no yeah that, that's that's that was that's too crossing much. the line yeah. exactly and they cross the line like on a daily basis in their you know 
spiels or whatever. I, I personally could live in the world without Trump. So. Of course you could. <laughs> I mean, but I don't like him either. I don't. Regardless my, if my you like him, is, I don't want to see a regardless bloody head like him or not. Right. Yeah. That's right. I, 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 think, I, I think what she did was definitely off color and shouldn't have been done. But it's hard to me to get super mad at her when he's have said stuff and done stuff way worse. <laughs> Uh, let's move on. <laughs> Animaniacs is coming back. Yes, <laughs> I'm excited for this. Oh. Who is excited for Animaniacs? Well, still watching. Now. I used to love Animaniacs. I'm excited for Animaniacs. The 1990s nostalgia is coming back. Yes. Uh, it ran for 99 episodes from 1993 to 95 on Fox Kids, and then moved to WB from 95 to 98, and had its spinoff, Pinky and the Brain. Yep. Uh, it's on Netflix. The it's on Netflix. Station yeah. was my I've favorite channel as a kid because it was my initials. <laughs> it was your favorite one? Yeah, because I'm also WB. Well, black man. <laughs> oh, yeah. I have my own TV station. So Do you cool. think it's going to last? I hope so. Yeah, you think the second it's hard. It's, it's, it's it depends on what they do. And my kids on, won't watch it. I no, watch I it. Stupid. They it could be too dated. Yeah, it could be dated. It depends on what audience they're going for. That's the problem. Is like. A lot of these revival shows they brought back have not lasted long because they try to bring them back for a new audience instead of trying to continue the old audience. Right, right, right. Uh, The Simpsons. Homer Simpson got into the Hall of Fame. Will, take it away. He got into the Baseball Hall of Fame. How did that happen? (laughs) Yeah. Because they always induct famous people. He did one baseball episode, didn't he? I think they've done more than one, but yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I remember the Wonder Bat episode, but... That was old school. Like, that was early 90s, you know, when he was playing for the Springfield uh, Spoilers, Spoilers, whatever they are, you know, but... I mean, these Hall of Fames always do like a fun, like they want to do with some celebrity Hall of Fame person. Or what Schwarzenegger you know? got into WWE, yeah, or something. And yeah. yeah, I mean, it's 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 fun. It gets it gets a little news story, it gets a little buzz going for the Hall of Fame ceremony. I'll take it. They deserve it. I mean, the Simpsons are still around. Get yeah, I mean, the, honestly, I'm surprised the Simpsons aren't in more Hall of Fames. I'm right. surprised they're still here. How long have they been on now? Like Dude. 25 years or something? Oh, it's been, yeah. I think it's more than that. Yeah, it's, it's got to yeah. be more I than mean, that. They're still it's running episodes. It's probably going to be ending soon, yeah, but I know it was renewed a few years sense. ago for like four or five more seasons. Yeah, I mean, and it's on FXX, and it still comes on Fox brand new, so I'll take it. Keep uh, going. It came out in 1989. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was a spinoff wow. of the show, too, which is... It was originally on the Tracy Altman show. So. Yeah, that's right, right. Yeah. And it was horribly animated at that point. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. I Our remember first that. Episode. Wasn't Beavis and Butthead on Tracy Altman as well? Yeah, I believe. Yeah, so. that's right. Beavis gave... and Butthead were awesome. Yes. <laughs> uh, Airbnb might just uh, be people's favorite travel agency from now on because uh, it's full of odd places. But now you can actually rent the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles lair. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Really. Yes, you can stay in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles lair for ten dollars a night That's on it? Airbnb, and this thing is loaded. Well, I mean, it's it's, it's in just a sewer, so yeah, right, right. I mean, what do you expect? It is a sewer. Point. This does this looks like a loft apartment, straight up. Like, look at these. Look That's at these. That's what I thought it was. Night? That is awesome. Yeah, the they got wood floors. That this is this is from this ain't from the first uh, first movie. No, yeah, this is somebody left one. off a of zero, bro. <laughs> That's got to be for at least a hundred a night. I don't know. It could, that thing it, is set up like awesome. Yeah, well, I, I love be, that. It might be you share beds. You know what I mean? So it's ten dollars a night. But you might be like you got to share beds. Yeah, I can share beds. That's okay. Just as long as it's with you. Yeah, I mean, without, yeah. yeah. I hear Airbnb that uh, C2E2 this year it was great. 
Did you? Oh, that's Did you right. Really? Yeah, he such was in Chinatown, right? Yeah. yeah, such a great alternative to doing uh, hotels. Well, yeah. so, I love okay, Chinatown. I'm interested in Airbnb because it sounds awesome. So it wasn't like dirty, skanky, gross. Well, so the, the place there, that right? we stayed at, it <laughs> seems like the apartment was solely, was the guy solely used it for Airbnb. It wasn't like, right. oh, this guy's going on vacation and so right. it wasn't his, his house. There's different people do Airbnb different But levels. was it nice? It was all right. Yeah, I mean, it was... The, it wasn't quite the, you know, a fresh towel every day you get yeah, a hotel, yeah. but it was, it had everything you needed. But there wasn't like cum stained towels laying no. everywhere. Oh my God. <laughs> hey, we no. should do that one weekend here. What, cum stained towels? <laughs> no, look, look, well, that too, but like a Saturday night before the show, we should go stay in an Airbnb nearby. All right, fine. You down? Okay. I'm not sure. Let's do it. What is the star challenge? <laughs> <laughs> June 9th is Bill and Ted Day. Yes. 69, dude. Yes. Uh, in order to celebrate, there are there is a page, uh, Bill and Ted Day page on Facebook, and they've given some guidelines as to how you can celebrate most triumphantly for Bill and Ted Day. Uh, of course, watch the movies. Available on Amazon. You can buy them, or I'm sure you can stream them or rent them on YouTube or whatever. Uh, hold a screening party with your friends. Oh. Call someone Dude, use this page, the Bill and Ted page, uh, to meet up with other fans near you. Let's do it. Change the profile picture on your social media to anything Bill and Ted related and mention of it being Bill and Ted Day. If you work at a TV, radio station, video channel, website, blog, or slash podcast, you will be mentioning it. Share it on this page. I did, so yeah. now we're mentioning it. <laughs> if you work with a movie theater and will be screening one of the films that day, post the details here. Uh, post your favorite quotes on Twitter. Post photos on Instagram. Share quotes of the film on Facebook. Uh, post your fan art from the pay or from the movies. Post photos. Patronize a Circle K. There's always strange things afoot at a Circle K. <laughs> yes. uh, invite your friends to the events. Uh, spend a moment playing air guitar. Just just take a moment that day to play some air guitar. Uh, wear Bill and Ted themed clothing. Recite some lyrics, dude. dude. Uh, or just all in all. Be excellent, excellent to each other. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so June 9th, they still Bill and Ted three? Day. Number three is st- it's it's still still, in still in the works, man. You should give they, our... they said they got a script. They're trying to get it. I guess they're just trying to get backing, or now sure. or now maybe they have backing and they're and they're going forward. But it's, it's supposed Celebrate to be Bill uh, and Ted Day because I'm pretty sure if it's a big turnout, then, then they'll do it. We'll get the yeah, movie. Exactly. Yeah, we got to let everybody know. We should do a uh, review of Bill and Ted next week. Nice. And oh, you yeah, think so? Yeah, just for our, Bill and Ted? Our, day? Yeah, our, our post Bill and Ted day review of Bill and Ted. Uh, are we going to watch <laughs> both movies? I like two. I, yeah. You know, look, I love two I like as well. Two from but the book. One, one's the the book. One, a lot of people love one and they hate two. But like, I, I, grew up, I, I grew up with two. One. So two is two. Is, yeah, two is, yeah. Dude, they went to heaven and hell and like they played <laughs> yeah, Twister with the Grim and Reaper. The like, and they get, they they melt into death. Come on, <laughs> man. That movie was awesome. Yeah. I loved it. So was one, though. One, oh, yeah. One is great. Don't discount the original. <laughs> no, I cannot. <laughs> I absolutely cannot. All right. Moving on to Power Ranger news. It's time to visit the juice bar for Power Ranger news on the Ninja Starship. What the? F- oh hell no! <laughs> it's morphin' time. All right, it is morphin' time, ladies and gentlemen. G- uh, 
Austin St. John, I almost called him Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Austin St. John has gotten into the toy business. I'm a little torn on this one. You're a little torn on this one? A little one? bit, a little bit. Well, the way I see it is, uh, you know, he's 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 doing the right thing by him. So we're going to play uh, a little, a little bit. bit of, <laughs> we're going to play a clip of his most recent video that he posted about his 406 Pops. Oh, just... Food for thought. Be ready for it. I've got a couple items I want to talk to you about today. Check this out. I'm going into the toy business. Um, the 406 Red Ranger Pop. If you don't find it on a toy shelf right now, you will discover that it is no longer available. Um, it has been bought out all around the country. You can no longer find it at distributor. Uh, um, well, you can't find it anywhere. I have, uh, I have them in one location. They are all uh, being held for me. And um, I'm going to offer some exclusive deals. For the last three years, people have brought me pops. I have signed them uh, unpersonalized. I have, um, you know, without without whim. And uh, I've just given them away for essentially the sign, uh, the the price of my autograph. And uh, that, that pretty much came to an end for me the other day when I saw a uh, 406. I think it was a 406 going uh, online signed for $600. Um, I'm not going to let people, for 23 years, Haim Saban and collectors have made a ton of money off of me, and I'm not going to do that anymore. So as of this moment right now, I am sending out my very last unsigned pop, because that's what I promised, to, uh, who's getting it? Vanessa? Vanessa is getting it. Um, Shout out to Vanessa. Vanessa. That's the last one. From now on, any pop that I sign must be personalized. I'm going to sell the 406 signed in black ink. For one hundred dollars, not including shipping and handling. That's that's it. Um, so I'm not robbing anybody, but I'm not going to get robbed on them anymore either. So um, I got a couple other. If you are a collector, if you want one that is unpersonalized, mm-hmm. here's the bottom line. I see them going online for five or six hundred dollars. If that's what you want to do, I'm totally cool with it. I will sell it to you, signed, not personalized. For six hundred bucks, because I'm not going to get robbed on this stuff anymore. And have people, have people take honest. advantage of me. But if you're a collector and that's what you want, I understand it. All right. So basically, he is tired of people taking stuff, stealing that, money out stealing of his money. pocket. I, I understand because you know Good a lot of these guys, you know, they do. They 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 go and they they pose as fans, or maybe they are fans, but they're greedy and yeah. they'll get something signed and then you know uh, take advantage of somebody who wasn't able or uh, able to go to the con or able to meet somebody or just another collector. Mm-hmm. And and they know that they're going to pay this kind of money for this stuff. You see it all the time, like when, especially when the legacy items get out. You know, the legacy items are automatically doubled by anybody who wasn't at the at the uh, convention or anywhere mm-hmm. else to get one. And then if they're signed, it's autom- it's it's skyrocketed. Like that le- legacy uh, dragon dagger mm-hmm. is a thousand dollars signed. By Jason David Frank. Well, this happens all the time, too, for, like, Nintendo stuff. Like, exactly. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. The new, a new special edition DS will come out, and someone will go buy 30 of them. Mm-hmm. They'll be sold out everywhere, and that person's now selling them mm-hmm. for four times the market right. value on eBay because he won about 30 of them. Right. And, the, you know, the kid who was with their dad waiting an hour in line can't get one now because this guy wants to make a bunch of money off of selling it. Right. No, I, I mean, I, I understand, you know, yeah. like, that the legacy stuff is different than, than the other stuff because it is a step up. But... When it comes to pop figures, Funko Pops, going for $600 because a Power Ranger 
that signed it. Right? I mean, t- however many years ago signed it for you. Like, I'm sorry, dude. That is that. That's robbery. And he and he's doing the right thing by by trying to stop it. Yeah. He's like, fine. I'm gonna buy all of them. I'm gonna personalize oh. all of them. And that way, people aren't going to just be not robbing just him, but robbing the fans and, from and it. And well, I, I mean, hey, signs, if you're stupid enough to pay six hundred dollars for an ASJ yeah, pop signed by the guy, yeah. then you deserve to be ripped off for six hundred dollars. I'm sorry, you're 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 absolutely retarded. And, and I feel both sides of this. I mean, this is all celebrities. Anything they sign that's not personalized is going yep. to but let's say I want to not get not all the time though because I I always I like I get my stuff signed and right. I don't want it personalized exactly for the simple what if fact I want of to hand it I don't want it to look is it, yeah exactly you know? I don't want to say like to Jimmy from so and so like hey I have a child's name exactly. so they're already going to think like oh this is some little kid's name you know, blah 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 <laughs> right like, I ain't trying to do all that so, <laughs> I feel both sides I definitely feel where he's coming from especially from being with Saban out the gate I know how they you know stuff went with their contracts so it was bad. But at the same token, you're a celebrity. This well, is how it goes, you know. If if uh, uh, Tony Stark signs something today and it's not personalized, yes, it's going on eBay immediately. Immediately, yeah, yeah. But I, mean, I but the, the Ranger fandom is a little bit smaller than than the <laughs> the, the Tony Stark fandom. Okay, well, yeah. and it's a lot easier to take advantage Definitely. of these people. And these people are are they know that and they're yeah. doing it. It's wrong. It, it's completely yeah. wrong. Horribly well, wrong. I I, th- I think too though, like with him posting this video. It's also saying he's basically setting the standard for for the pricing. He's setting the standard he's, for he's everybody saying, at this he's point. Yeah, they're all going to be like hundred dollars online. Yeah, he's yeah. basically saying, look, you know, it's you're, the resale value now is maybe one fifty. Hundred dollars, I mean? and I'm personalizing everything. There, there is gonna, not going to be any more unpersonalized stuff. I know. Well, and he's also basically saying, look, if you really want my figure, buy it from me. Don't buy it from Joe Schmo on eBay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that way you're getting it directly from me. Yeah, but I mean, why he, I gotta he, buy it from you? For I mean, does, yeah, but is it going to come? Is it going to come with a certificate of authenticity right. at this point? I mean, which isn't hard to do. It's right. not like the guy can't be like, sure, you know, why not? And then sign that shit too. Exactly. You know, I mean, that could like it is. You're, you what you. He's charging $100, but what you're getting, think about it. What you're getting is is the, the legit product. Mm-hmm. It's not a fake signature. Right. It's not it's any not of that stuff. It's coming directly yeah. to to you from the guy. Well, that and he's getting paid his dues on it instead yeah. of yeah, some yeah. random person who's right. just selling it yep. off. Yep. Like, um, they don't deserve that. They, they didn't like work Jimmy hard said, for it that. It sucks for if you want to pass it down to your kids or your grandkids and on well, and on because yeah. now it's personalized. Right. Now, be, now well, albeit, albeit said, you, then... how many people actually do that, though? I mean, <laughs> right. they, they can't make that whole right. – they, right. can't, they right. can't not do what they're doing just for the simple fact of the 1% of people like right. you and me want to – you know, deliver heirlooms. Right. You know, most of these people are like, it's unpersonalized. That's $1,000 for me <laughs> so, right now. Uh, no offense to us and St. John, but I'm just really impressed that he had enough money to outlay work out of Dale Funko for this. I'm sure it was a company. I, I, I'm sure I, it was I'm a company. Sure. I, 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 I don't think I, I, I'm pretty sure it was The company was like, yeah, let's do it. But I mean, this still, though, like, the, you know what I mean, though? Like, there's some kind of, like, this is an impressive deal. Mm-hmm. Potentially I mean, worked out. What other ranger are they going to go get it from? Well, moving on into other news, Jason David Frank has been making headlines like crazy in the Power Ranger world, as always, but this time much, much bigger. Uh, A man who said he was Marvel Comics Vigilante the Punisher. This is coming from Blaster.com. A man who said he was Marvel Comics Vigilante the Punisher was arrested last Thursday at the Phoenix Convention Center when dude showed up carrying deadly weapons, including three handguns, some pepper spray, throwing stars, a combat knife, and a shotgun. This guy showed up 
try, uh, targeting Jason David Frank and police. And and ha- and they found in his house later a calendar with that date circled with Kill JDF written on the date. So, so now oh, it was you know on his phone. It, it, there was a reminder on his phone oh, that his popped phone. up. Right. No, the, the, in case yeah. he forgot yeah, yeah, yeah. that he was a calendar, calendar reminder set for the twenty fifth. What kind of crazy ass? Who? Sets a reminder yeah. to, to kill, kill somebody. The most you? popular Power no, Ranger out there. Are you, think you? you just remember? Oh yeah, Friday. You know, <laughs> I feel like I have to go grab Friday, some milk, I'm grab some popcorn, and oh, kill yeah. JDF. Kill JDF. Right. Yeah, like, like, like so. I feel like in the alternative timeline or universe, this is a Saturday Night Live sketch. <laughs> well, really, I mean, this 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 obviously is a very uh, disturbed. Individual oh, yes. to a you know first go to a, a, a an event that is common knowledge to be peaceful ground. Yes. Okay, this uh, 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 Comic Con is a safe place. It's a it's a it is common ground for people um, of all of all walks of life to to meet and 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 converse with each other. And now this son of a bitch wants to come in and you know gets through security with these weapons and tries to take out. A personally, my my fucking hero, okay, yeah. and so many other people's hero, yep. uh, you know, j- j- for for what for what end, for for what reason, you you know what I'm saying? Like, what disturbs you to that point that you have to go take out somebody else well, that brings so much joy to other people? For what reason? That's like the guy that got on stage and sorry, I didn't mean to hit you. That's like the guy <laughs> that got on stage and shot uh, Dimebag Daryl, you know, for his own sick reasons because he was upset that Pantera broke up. You know what I'm saying? It just it shows the level of 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 just the mentality of people out there. Well, man. It doesn't make any sense crazy. to me either because the Punisher goes after criminals, right? So what was his rationale for going after the Green <laughs> At Ranger? At some point in time, he was evil and <laughs> yeah. he had to handle that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, and it's just this is sad because this happened the same week as the Manchester bombing. Yeah, you know, so it's you just have in the thing, states right. you have this weird Comic Con thing happening, and you had the Manchester bombing happening. The, I think the Manchester concert. bombing though highly outweighs this. Well, but, no, the bomb talking about like this is a large like. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, that, and that's what he—that's what uh, you know—he's—he's he's really behind now. Is that you know we need to have these uh, events have just as much security as a sporting event. And we're going to let Jason tell you right now because he was on TMZ, and this is a clip for uh, from what he's talking about. To be honest, it you know I've been doing comic cons for so many so many years, man, and I've been always telling people security needs to be higher. It needs to be like any other sporting event that you go to. Um, so, I mean, it didn't surprise me. This stuff was bound to happen. I'm glad it didn't turn into a tragedy. But I'm telling you, for the past five years, I've done so many shows, and the security needs to be greater for the safety of everyone. The bottom line is, you could come to a Comic-Con. You can cosplay. Sure, they might check some of your bow staff weapons or toy guns. Maybe a volunteer at a table might check that. But... No one's checking what's in your waist. No one's checking what's in your backpack. Nobody's going through any kind of metal detectors. I have took gun from someone before at Comic-Con. I said, nice gun. That's 9 millimeter. That's cool. Is this real? Yeah. What are you cosplaying as? And they're cosplaying. And I told security, come over here. Tell that guy to get the real gun off the floor. So uh, this is this is something that you know is is kind of a, a a major thing, and I mean we've noticed it too. Like literally, there's a couple old guys with jackets that say security, and you know some old lady sitting there on a chair, and you just walk right in, and all they're doing is looking at your wristband. They're not patting you down. There's no metal detectors. You could literally walk in with whatever and and however you wanted to. I, I would say the most security I've seen is C two E two. 
and they do make you open your bag, mm-hmm. but it's a quick glance. Like I, I, I had this real thought this year at C2E2. I was like, all right, I opened my bag, but I have like a ton of stuff in my bag right now. I could have easily snuck in a small bomb at the bottom of my bag. They would have never have seen it. Right. I will say, though, that this year at C2E2. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah, well, well, I'll say this year at C2E2, <laughs> I didn't notice that there was, like, I always see police officers walking around these cons. Mm-hmm. But I saw a lot of dogs this year. And I was a little paranoid because I was like, why do they got drug dogs here? And then right. they hit me that, no, they're probably bomb dogs. Probably bomb dogs. Which, yeah, granted, absolutely. Chicago was one of the biggest cities in the country, and it's C2E2 is one of the largest cons in the country. Mm-hmm. But I've never seen bomb dogs at Motor City Comic Con. It's a slightly smaller venue. Right, right. I don't think anyone checks bags there. A lot of the conventions I go, no one checks bags. I know. It's I mean, definitely, that's a valid point. It's, yeah, it is. It is. And it's definitely food for thought. Can because... I take a darker point of view on this? Sure. And yeah. I know you guys don't want to hear this. And I really don't want to say it on here. But we looked at an addendum from one of the police reports. Mm-hmm. And it says, the guy's, the, kid, the guy's name was Matthew. It says, Matthew stated he believed if the victim was deceased, the victim's wife and child would be happy. Wow. Now, that to me makes me worried. Like Going after Tammy hey, and Jenna? Have they talked to this guy? Cause oh, like a conspiracy oh, to take some out? Lifetime, you know. Like some conspiracy yeah. to... Oh, shit. Well, you know? this, this also, I doubt that, dude. I doubt that's that's his, some that's really his, random shit to say, though, in the police yeah, report. Yeah, because the, you're Where going to fucking from? jail. You're well, gonna say anything. Well, yeah. I don't. Well, I don't think that holds also, any water whatsoever. This no, also before that, too, he though. was the Punisher. So. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, that holds police, no water whatsoever. Yes. I don't. I don't think that's the, a, that's an I issue mean, whatsoever. And cosplaying at cons is a huge thing. It's a huge reason a lot of people go to these yeah. conventions. Mm-hmm. Is a lot of guests now, and that's one thing. So movie theaters, like I used to work at in theaters, like slowly since the Dark Knight shootings. And beyond then, in last summer, there was even a shooting at the Amy Schumer's train wreck. There's a shooting. Mm-hmm. Like, it's wow. a lot of movie theaters now have a very strict cosplay co- policy. Right. You can't, you can't bring lightsabers in. You can't wear a mask. You can only do really casual cosplays. And I feel like if Comic Cons have to start doing this because of people like this guy. It's going to kind of ruin I mean, they already cons back, away. So, I mean, we've got nothing. It's not going to take coming, cons away you know? just by saying it's, by, it's just going to take them longer. It's going to change things. It's going to change things. It's going to take longer. It's going it's to affect, affect the cosplay uh, big time. And, yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, hey, I, figure it out. Yeah. Figure it out. You don't have to make that goddamn gun look so real that somebody's it thinking it's going to be, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, make it look somewhat fake. Right. Well, you can also not get in bring a 9mm in, and that's, you know. Yeah, you don't yeah. have to, like, go totally authentic yeah, as the Punisher with science. all real weapons. Like, you're not the real Punisher, and nobody in that place is angry at you. Yeah. Like, at all. You don't have any crime to fight, buddy. And for Sorry. the fans living in the fantasy world, just stop, please. Yeah, please just stop. stop. Please it's not real. Go see a doctor. Stop. You are not the Punisher in any way. Uh, Power Rangers... <laughs> Two yes might just happen. Yeah. Uh, I put out a video a little while ago talking about because you know a lot. I was getting yeah, tagged. Did. I was getting <laughs> tagged in, in in the same same blog over and this over and over mad. and over. Okay, <laughs> about how oh Heim Saban confirms plan that there's going to be a Power Rangers sequel. I can confirm my plan to take a shit when we're done broadcasting, <laughs> but that doesn't mean that it's going to happen. Bottom line. Okay. The thing the is, is that if 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 they want it to happen, it will happen. And based off of the box office and the worldwide box office, mm-hmm. it's not going to happen. However, I did say, I did say 
that the only thing that could save this Word. is in-home sales yep. or toy Toys. sales. Right. And the toy sales have once again proven to be the most beneficial thing of the entire Power Rangers franchise because it is not only the number one action mm-hmm. selling brand, mm-hmm. action figure brand to date. Mm-hmm. But because of that fact, we might now get our Power Rangers 2 sequel. Yep. Well, and I am excited for that. I, I've said this before, too. I do think their weekend they chose to open the movie hurt a bit. Oh, not only you're, that, you're how long against... it took for China to get it. Right. Look at, yeah. look at, we're going to talk about our Wonder Woman review here in a minute. But honestly, look at look, Wonder Woman opened up right away in China mm-hmm. and everything. And look at, the, look at the money it brought in. Yep. Power Rangers was set to fail by the release date schedule. Mm-hmm. Honestly, yep. it was set to fail. You don't just open up worldwide like that and, and like Wonder Woman did. And of course, you're going to get that kind of response. I mean, Power Rangers opened up here for how long before it got to China? We saw China. China's posters, like I mean, come on, dude! Well, like we, also, they saw that shit already. We've talked about this, but it, it's the same it also thing. They opened the same month as Beauty and the Beast and Logan. Yeah, so you're going for the kids' audience, which Power Rangers has strong about, and the old school nerd audience, which mm-hmm. Logan has a strong about too. It's like they should have chose a weekend that they that they were going to be the number one movie because they didn't have tough competitors. Right. The good thing is since they announced the DVD and Blu-ray sales and the digital sales so early, I think yeah. that's going to help too. Yeah, since digital. They, I think it comes out the 13th, uh-huh. and then, and then uh, the DVD Blu-ray is the 27th. Two, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. They, they they do that so you buy the uh, digital first. I don't do yeah. Digital. I, I'm going to get I'm going to get the digital right away. But if well, I'm not right on the 13th, yeah. please uh, 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 hit us up on Facebook, Facebook.com forward slash IndustarPod. Let us know the actual date. Honestly. I, I, like if, break, if they're but. if they're going for money sales, buying digital is the best bet for you for a fan to support the movie because they're gonna make is more. Mo- they make more money off the digital movies. I'm not a digital person. Yeah, yeah but most people make, are now, dude. They don't want. They don't want. But they that's don't care. So, but that's why right now and like huh. why that's do I care why they release the digital what? movies a week early because they make more money off the digital movies because nice. there's okay. no overhead cost for them. Gotcha. So if you buy the movie digitally, that's more money in in their pocket. I'm old school. I like to hold it. Yeah, I, no, I, I, I like to hold the the actual. I like to hold it too. You know, what I'm <laughs> hey, if you really want this movie to happen, buy both copies. Buy yeah. digital and buy, physical. I, I'm copy. going to. I'm going <laughs> yeah, to. Yeah, no, really I'm just like it's. Okay, yeah, uh, uh, digital HD from Amazon Video <laughs> and iTunes, June thirteenth, two thousand seventeen. Until next DVD. Monday, and then uh, June twenty seventh for the. Uh, uh, DVD and Blu-ray We're release. Excited! I'm excited. I am excited too, man. I can't I'm wait to see the behind the scenes happens. and what extras they deleted. Right, scenes? right, right. We should do a little like something special in two weeks for it. Oh, what for? Hold it and watch it all together on Skype or something. <laughs> I mean, just something. We could just do some kind of quick What's snippet. with you in these special... Well, we should do a Bill and Ted day thing, and then we should do a Power Rangers well, thing. I just tried to create show content, okay? <laughs> right. Right. Our on that, let's back. take a break. Let's take a break. <laughs> we, we need a break. We'll be back with more on the Ninja Starship. Everything that you did at home, you're forbidden to do here. Everything? Chef Poochie Poochie. Chef Poochie Poochie. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the Manchester One Love concert is going on right now. Will, you brought that up. What? Who's all yeah, there right yeah. now? Yeah, so the, I mean. For, this is in response to the bombing? Yeah, so uh, if anyone was unaware of the events that happened a few weeks ago, at the end of a uh, Eric Gandhi concert, a 
uh, Ariana Grande? Yes. Not yeah. Eric Grande. Yeah. 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 <laughs> a suicide bomber. Um, Her brother, Eric. Yes. <laughs> a, a suicide bomber uh, did an attack and they, I believe injured uh, a good number of people but killed, I believe, 23 people. Oh, that's uh-huh. crazy. Um, and so as a response to that, she's organized a concert uh, with basically like some of the biggest names in pop right now. Um, <clears throat> she's there, Justin Bieber's there, Myra Cyrus is there, um, and they're all doing this in a different venue at Manchester right now. Um, so this is going on basically right now. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of Facebook Live videos right now showing everyone the feeds and everything. And I mean, I believe they're raising. They've raised over three hundred thousand dollars so far. Yeah, wow. And there was like a, it was kind of like a, a from what I understand, like a quick uh, setup. Like they had to like organize this very yeah, fast. Yeah, I mean it was and, only a couple weeks. Yeah, and then they got all these people together for this. You know, yeah. And, and, uh, I think like the Black Eyed Peas and, and a few. Other, I don't, I don't know all of. I yeah, just, well, there's like I said, pretty much anyone who's anyone right now is there, which is awesome. Well, that's not very specific, Will. Thank you. <laughs> That was a wonderful report. You know, the first Basically, thing that popped in my head anybody that's is Jay Z there? Is there? Yeah, is Jay Z? Yes, yes. Jay Z's there. Well, no. So the, the, the three big headliners are Justin Bieber, Miley Cyrus, and Ariana Grande. Oh, wonderful! Like those are, those are the three big ones. Um, and I know Miley Cyrus and Ariana did a song together. Um, so I mean, yeah. And so this, this show, our hearts go out to. The families and the friends, the victims. Yeah, this is like the only time you'll ever hear me support those three artists. No. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Cheers. Cheers, cheers to, to the Manchester to people Manchester and everybody people. at that thing. Where's your shot? Will? Yeah. Fuck you, Will. All right. Let's do it. It's okay. Well, I'm out too. <laughs> All right. All right. That was wonderful. Okay. So, Wonder Woman. We are going to be talking Wonder Woman here, and we're we going are. to be joined with David J. Fielding. Yeah. Uh, matter of fact, let's take a quick break, and we're going to try to connect with him, and we will be back with our Wonder Woman review in a second. I'm going to just... All right, we are back, ladies and gentlemen. We are getting ready to start our Wonder Woman review, but before we do, I must introduce... Two very special guests this evening. One joining us on the Skype lines, David J. Fielding, Zordon himself. Yes. Welcome back to the Woo! show, sir. Woo! Uh, thank you. Thank you for having me again. It's hey, great to be here. Always. Absolutely. And just walking into the studios, Mr. Daniel Coney himself. D. Coney Art. Yeah. D. Coney Art. Yes, yes. Hey. All right. So, guys, uh, I mean, Wonder Woman. Where, I mean, <laughs> first off, where do we start with this? Because... Um, my my first opinion coming out of this, like uh, uh, I'm just gonna go right out and say it. I, I think this is. I know this is a bold statement, oh, but I'm gonna make a bolder one. I think We're all I think, about bold statements. I, I think here. that this this hands down um, is has to be my favorite comic book movie that I've ever seen out of best. all of them. And now I'm saying best. this because I've, I've loved bold. Guardians of the Galaxy <laughs> and I, I, I try to hold up a very high standard to things, but this I felt touched on so much that has been missing from the comic book movies yeah. that, that it, 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 for me, it just, it was when I left, like, A, I didn't fall asleep in this, so it was it was wonderful. <laughs> Second of all, I didn't stop talking about it for 45 <laughs> minutes afterwards because it was just like, I, I, I couldn't believe uh, per, and this, this this is just my opinion, of course. Yeah. Um, David, since uh, since you're on the Skype lines, uh, I want to know what your re- first reaction to this movie was. Um, I'm gonna have to agree. I mean, um, 
for me, it, it, it did exactly what it was supposed to do. I mean, uh, we, we can go into a lot of details about why it's, oh, of it's uh, all of that kind of thing. But um, it, it did everything correct the way it, it should have been done. I mean, when, when you talk about the these superheroes that we're all big fans of, uh, you know, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Captain America, Iron Man, all, all these all these guys. <clears throat> they're they're in one one in one aspect. They're they're of a certain time period and um, putting, putting Wonder Woman in the context of uh, World War One and, and doing it as a period piece, I think was so smart. So, so wonderful uh, uh, because it, it really took you back to that first time you you took the comic off the, off the shelf and you turned the pages for the first time and and you saw this this larger than life character leap out at you and and uh yeah i i think it i think it captured that let's go back to the beginning this is where it all starts so i, I think that's great i agree with you i i think uh you know a, a lot of the origin too with a lot of these heroes <clears throat> was in that you know world war one world war two era where america really needed that kind of a hero, you know, because of what we were all going through at that time. And, and I, I, I couldn't agree more that it was such a smart play to, to, to make this a period piece. And, uh, it, there, there was just, there was, there were so many aspects of, of this. Um, but before I, before I get into and fanboying, fanboying out about this, uh, we have director Patty Jenkins. Uh, at the helm of this movie, um, I, I mean, a, a female director taking on this very female, powerful movie. Uh, Daniel, I see you're, you're yeah, itching. I'm go itching, ahead, man. go ahead, go ahead. Because I just walked out of it. I just took yeah. my whole family, but it, I saw it like two weeks ago. I actually got like an invite from Gal Gadot's people, like oh, off really? of Instagram. Yeah. Like it was weird. I thought it was fake. Yeah, yeah. They're like, yeah, you know, she selected a few people to go see it. I'm like, yeah, right. And then she sends a video of her actually saying, it. and I'm like, oh, this is legit. Oh, very cool. So like when I went, um, I had a plus one and it was cool um, that we were both like watching it and like this movie is super dope like are you watching the same movie like yes this movie is dope <laughs> yes. like and what I love about it is she nailed the the part like down perfectly I mean I was worried before you know Batman versus Superman and yep. she showed up there but the acting the the um you know the the strength that she brought to it mm-hmm. while still being very vulnerable and learning and you know, showing all the emotions that, you know, we know from, you know, a nurturing woman. She still had that, but still turned on the strength and whooped some ass, man. And the period piece I thought was really cool, like David was saying, because it took you back and you could relate. Like, mm-hmm. it didn't lose you because a lot of period pieces sometimes will lose you. Right. And, no, you felt like right at home. And then to bring it forward, that is the right way to do it. Now we can move forward. And I think they solidified you know the Justice League movie. Mm-hmm. We're comfortable with her, like right. Flash, Cyborg, mm-hmm. all the other ones. You're gonna have to still give us some grounding, but <laughs> Wonder Woman. Yeah, you solidified. We, we, we love Wonder Woman. <laughs> that's that's yeah. the girl power movie that we've been waiting on. That now, didn't overdo it. As somebody who hasn't seen it yet, um, you guys keep saying it was a piece. I know. Get out of here. I had to see <laughs> the underpants instead. Um, but 
as a period piece, did they do better with Wonder Woman or did they do better with Captain America as they, far as a period I piece? I think Wonder Woman is far superior. Yeah, what it was is they you know, they didn't you didn't focus so much yeah. on the period. Like yep. I think Captain America did. They tried mm-hmm. to make it like this is really, you know, this era where, you know, you more accepted the era that that uh, Wonder Woman was set in, due to what you were seeing, there was so much. It. There was so much visual yeah. feeling in this yes. movie about what you know, especially because like she's you know she's almost has this this childlike innocence throughout this movie. Mm-hmm. You know, she is seeing you know the the cruel and the dark for the first time, and 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 it's almost unbelievable to her because she's you know so sheltered in this in this wonderful perfect type of uh, of of a, of, a, of a world, and then you know when she starts. You know, she sees you know soldiers who are wounded, and she sees all this this chaos and mayhem going on, and she can't do anything about it because of you know they have to stick on a certain mission or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, it really it really sets that tone for the period that you're in. Yeah, at least like, for me, and it made it more believable. Yeah, well, go and, ahead. Ca- and Captain America. Uh, World War Two was what made Captain America. Mm-hmm. War One was just what was going around Wonder Woman. It didn't make her. She was who she was, and it was who she was throughout the war. So mm-hmm. this, it could have been set during World War One, World War Two, Vietnam War, Korea War. Like it would still have been the same story. That that was not the important detail. I do think yeah, they learned I, a lot. Think, <clears throat> Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, uh, I, I think. That they made such a smart choice uh, for World War One for for this very reason, mm-hmm. for the fact that World War One was really uh, the last war, uh, not you know World War Two to some extent, but World War One was the last war where there was a great deal of hand to hand, close quarter combat. Mm-hmm. I mean the. Everything that we saw in that whole no man's land sequence yep. uh, with that the trenches awesome. and um, it it was really sort of up close and personal as far as the combat, which works well for Wonder Woman because um, the whole front sequence about her learning to be an Amazon and, and I have to say this right up front, the – at, right at the beginning, showing her as a child who was so eager, so um, enamored of the the martial quality of the women around her, I thought mm-hmm. that that was just yeah. uh, it. It made me giddy. I was I was <laughs> I had a, had a big grin on my face because <laughs> here's this kid, and we all we all had this as part of our childhood where we we saw somebody and we tried to do what they were doing and we were mimicking them and and I thought that was such a great sequence as far as like she had it from the get go. You know, right. she's she's raised among these women who are preparing at some point in their life to face the greatest threat the world has ever seen. And, um, and so to place it in world war one in the trenches where, you know, it was such a horrible, nasty hand to hand kind of thing that I think it, it worked really well for her considering how, um, Marshall she was as far as using the weapons that she used and, and how she went about things. So, um, as we move, you know, further into the 20th century, and and the the tools of war get more and more sophisticated, you know, we we kill people from a distance. We don't do it hand to hand anymore. Yeah. So I, I think that was a very very strong choice to make as far as where they started it. So yeah, and I want to I kind of want to touch on that uh, that that whole uh, the the beginning of this um, with the with the young Diana. The actress's name is Lily Espel, who plays young Diana. 
And uh, I, I, I got to give her like a huge shout out yeah. this because she was so adorable and yeah. believable. Eager, yeah. And and you're right, like just just that eagerness to to learn how to be a warrior and 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 the innocence behind it of of just wanting to do it, but not really understanding what it's for. But like that's just the thing that they do, and she wants to be a part of that. Like that's what I really saw. Like she wanted to connect with the Amazons through that way. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, like uh, you know, uh, and then uh, you know the the training uh, through with the with the general how I it really had to be you know aunt. quiet. Like, she was like really good. Like, like yeah, you said, it was like a secret type of uh, you know training. Like she saw it in her where everybody else like her mom didn't want to. She was trying to protect her. Yeah, protect it. Like no, we forgot about that side of her. Right. You no, know, but she the whole time was like no, I'm going to train her up, and everybody kind of got on board later on. And, you know, just like you were somebody was saying earlier, the visuals, I'm kind of glad they eased off the CGI. So much, it, yeah. Yeah, because it, it was cool how they did it, like, especially when her mom came in. I was like, mm-hmm. that was dope. But I'm glad they did more, like, you know, realistic and kind of touched with the CGI to David's point to still give that real, authentic, hand to hand combat feel. And I think they uh, emerged it really well later on with all the visuals. Mm-hmm. I don't think any of Wonder Woman's moves were, like, over. Um, you know, stretch like, oh yeah, right. Everything was believable. You know, it was easy to digest. It, it was it was good progression too because yeah. they they kind of they, they they showed her doing the normal hand to hand combat and they slowly progressed in her having more of the super strength, yeah. super mm-hmm. abilities. More and some the, the, it was a slow progression of her learning her own powers and her becoming comfortable with herself. Which and is, then right. using what she needed, Need, not yeah. instead of like Batman versus Superman. It was just like. Full onslaught, like oh my god, this is visually exhausting to a point. <laughs> but this was easy to you know digest to me. Yeah, well, I think it had balance. It, it just it exactly. had perfect well, amount of balance. Yeah. And, and they also, I, I think they did a great job. One of my favorite scenes was they showed her using everything she had in a way that made sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she runs in that courthouse, that that tower scene where she runs in originally with her sword and shield, and she loses her sword and shield by fighting everyone. And she manually manhandles that tank, which I think is one of the coolest scenes. Right. Yeah, yeah. And then she starts going crazy with her lasso. Like, right, it's, right, right. It's her being a smart warrior, and she's fighting smart, not fighting just of her brute strength. Yeah. Well, let's go back to uh, to to the the scene when the Germans come in and Chris Pine. We get our our our, uh, our pilot. Captain Kirk crashing a, a plane. That's all I kept seeing like, <laughs> yeah. for the first 10 minutes. Well, like, so, Kirk. Is it, I, I saw like Spot being like, right. I told you so. Right. <laughs> but the, they, the, uh, the, the, the secret to being a, in a superhero movie is be a man named Chris who plays a character named Steve. Yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. But uh, we, uh, you know, uh, we, we get our, you know, our Steve Trevor, he comes in and, and uh, you know, I was, I was a little uh, hesitant on this because, you know, Chris Pine to me is uh, like, that's Captain Kirk. Man, like he's he's so good embodying Captain Kirk, and that's all I've really seen. I, I didn't watch his his other movies too much to really know what he's capable of. But this man, he did a he killed this role. He was yeah. so good in this. He was believable. Yeah. Uh, you know, he 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 brought a real life to it. You know, and like he was like, I'm this guy. I'm doing this right thing, but at the same time, you know, I'm I'm human. I'm scared to death right. doing this, but it's the right thing to do. Yeah, I think the best. Uh you know, example of that when he was giving her the speech where she didn't want to fight anymore after she yeah. thought she killed him, and he's it's like, "It's about what you. It's not. Yeah, a, it's not about, about Aries. Yeah. Or I wish it was just one guy. It's like it's sometimes it's about people." It's and all he like of us. really took me through that whole speech. I was like holding his hand, like, "Where is he going with this?" Yes. And then he's still like his ending points were just like, "But you choose." Like, yeah. 
we're going to go through this journey. You're going to see some crap. But at the end of it all, you choose. And I'm like, wow. Well, I think his acting, his acting is an important thing to sell, to sell the last of truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first time you dope. see the last one oh, yeah, was on him, on him. And he sold it. Yeah. Like, that's, I mean, that's kind of a ridiculous gimmick. Yeah. If you think about it. And You're right. I compel you to tell of, me yeah. the truth. Yeah, it's kind of, like, it can, it can be, and it can be extremely cheesy. Yes. And that's he was acting. able to do really it with such. Yep. His acting was so phenomenal. You just bought it. Like, you didn't question it one bit. You didn't think it was cheesy. It was just fantastic. What do you think, David? Do you have any thoughts on that? Um, I, I, thought, I thought he was really, really good. I mean, um, I, I have had to agree with a couple of reviews I've read where um, Patty Jenkins and the people that, that made the film really sort of uh, skirted around uh, mistakes that other movies have made where once you introduce the male character, it sort of – travels down the male point of view and they, and they really kept it squarely in no we're 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 going to show you Wonder Woman's point of view and and I thought Chris Pine did a great job as far as um you know being the being the the very masculine Steve Trevor but also being very um supportive of of Diana and you know you know uh, deferring to her and and not taking over the story it was it was very much uh, uh the story about diana and and i think that was great and and going to the point uh, as far as the uh, the lasso of truth um that first sequence when they have it on him and we you know you see how painful and how how soul rending it can be when you have to reveal what you truly are right. and and the uh the way he played that the way how how terrible it was for him to tell them what he was, um, was I think, you know, a great choice. And then, and then him grabbing her in the alleyway, trying to convince her that he was telling the truth and wrapping himself up with it. Uh, you know, and, and again, experiencing that pain of uh, the truth is really hard to deal with. And, um, so I, I think he was really great. And, you know, I think they made such a great choice as, as far as like, you know, the fate of that character and, um, you know, that, you know, at the beginning, you get that that whole uh, message from Bruce Wayne. Maybe someday you'll tell me your story, mm-hmm. and the way they bookend that with what she types back to him. Yeah, I thanks for was, bringing him back to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was perfect. such a really, really, really great uh, way to tie that off. I thought it was awesome. And you know, um, if we're if we're going to get into uh, the people that are in this movie, I mean, every single supporting role was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah, Robin Wright. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As, yeah, as, as yeah. Uh, Toy Pete, I mean, come yeah. on, that was phenomenal, phenomenal. Connie, Connie Nielsen as as Hippolyta. Yeah. Uh, Danny Houston, Ludendorff. Uh, yeah. Who else do we got here? Yeah, uh, Ludendorff. David David Thew- David Thewlis. Yeah, Thewlis is Sir yeah. Patrick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he was he was great. Oh, yeah. I, I, oh, I didn't realize Let, let's how touch on Aries for a minute. I didn't yeah. realize yeah. how much in shape he was <laughs> until uh, I right? saw it the second to, time. Like, this up front, you know, as as soon as as soon as I saw David Thewlis come on the screen in that that whole big board meeting or the the cabinet meeting where they were talking about you know the armistice, I was like, yeah. Going, yeah, um, I think I know who that guy. Is. Oh, really? Yeah, they really? Really? Did I didn't. It didn't sink in yeah. at all. Like he, he and it should have because it was Harry Potter, he, right? You know, like, and then he like he like was all like he had a cane and he was all like yeah. looking like he was all frail and stuff and decrepit. I, I really was, bought the old man, and then that was that yeah. was perfect out of misdirection. Nowhere, <laughs> it was like, yeah, I got this jack body under here. Like when they showed when he first fell, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was looking shot. up. I'm like, whoa, this like, guy. I is, didn't expect yeah. guy is jack, right? Damn. 
I, yeah, I mean, I, I think they did such a, a good job in the script and, and in, the, in the filming of it, uh, making you believe that Danny Houston was Ares and, and um, just selling that really well so that when the reveal does come, you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, <laughs> and I, I feel like they learned a lot from Batman v Superman because this so. movie – this movie, the pasting was on point. Yeah, it was, was every every scene made sense. Every shot mattered. To where Batman v Superman, there was a lot of shots, a lot of scenes in that movie that didn't oh, add yeah. to the overall story. Yeah. This movie, it flowed well. It didn't feel like it was as long as it was. It only felt like it was an hour long. Yeah, um, and I, I, and it I was did, just it no, flowed not the so well. I, I watched it. I was with kids. I was like, no, this is long. <laughs> <laughs> this is a lot of dialogue. My kids was like. Whoa. Like, it's gonna be a good part coming up. Hold on. <laughs> no, the uh, but but you're right. The, you know the supporting characters in this uh, are absolutely fantastic. Especially you know Chris Pine's group of soldiers uh, with Charlie, mm-hmm. Samir, the chief. You know it was it was such a such an awesome yeah, and it was such a diverse group of misfits too, which was the yeah. best. And uh, seeing Charlie, uh, the actor's name is uh, Ewan Bremer. Yeah. I, that guy has been a character actor in tons and tons and tons mm-hmm. of movies. But you he always stands out and is remembered. You're always like, oh, there's that guy again. Oh, oh, there's that guy again. You know what I'm saying? So, like, for me, like, that was that was a, a, a real bonus was seeing him in it. But I have to say, out of all the characters, I really uh, I really dug Samir. I thought he was the most lovable. Samir, yeah, yeah. I loved it. Like, he was the he most was cool. lovable. Yeah, he was he was funny. He was yeah. full of life and still like, I'm in this because of this, but I love acting. Yeah, acting. Yeah. <laughs> and I bought that. I yes, really bought yes. that. Yes. Well, I think they did a good job of bringing up a lot of social commentary in that. Oh, like, that's that. But not especially that spark. Like, yeah. like, he was like, you know, I love acting, but I'm, I'm the, the wrong, wrong color, color, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, and great. I was like, oh, that's real good. And, and she's talking to Chief, and he's like, well, I'm, I'm here because I'm free. Well, what happened to your people? Well, his people happened to my people. And it was really you know what subtle, I mean? yeah. but powerful. Like, yeah, it was. Like, it was like it was, a jab. Yeah, like, real you got quick. it, and it kept moving. Yep. Yeah. It added to their backstory without making the movie too much. Yeah, I think that's a good point, too. It really did. Because you're right, it did. It touched a lot on, on a, a lot of social issues, well, just especially <laughs> at the time. You yeah, know, at yeah. that time, big time. Well, and especially the relationship between men and women. Like, I love the boat scene oh. where and he's like, you, "I want to read that book. You won't like that book." The conclusion was men's important for for um, reproduction, Procreation, but, but not but pleasure, not, yeah. not pleasure. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's I, just, I, can it's I just great. say I really loved the part. Where uh, a that scene where he's in the tub and all the water's all trippy and stuff right, like that was sweet. But yeah. when he gets out and like she's like, "Would what you say that? you're the typical whatever of your sex?" And he's like, "I'm, I'm above average." Right? I was like, "Dude," I'm like, "You're in the most uncomfortable situation and you're still a total dude about it." Right. That's awesome. Yeah. She's like, "What's that?" And he looks down. And he's like, "It's, it's a, a uh, uh, oh, it's a watch." Oh, the watch. Yeah. <laughs> I really like the boat scene where she's like, "Well, you don't sleep with women where you come from." He's like. Yeah, I don't yeah, the camaraderie between them too. Yeah, it was it was it was wonderful. And you really felt like before you move on, like the um, well, because Norm hasn't seen it, but the airplane in the sky scene, mm-hmm. you really felt the pain. Like you, oh, really when felt when that when that happens, yeah, yeah, yeah. She gave that like like, and not to sound like you know sexist or anything, but you really like. It's sometimes when you see a woman in pain mm-hmm. for somebody she loves. There's no there's no type of emotion that can be replicated like. You can't get the type the way you can't we, feel it yeah, like she can. Yeah, the feel way it. that right. we would show it as men is it's solely different, different right? Like, and I felt that I was like, "Dang, this is some good acting, right?" Man. Especially because it was like how how uh, I, I thought it was very special 
that whole scene, how it could really capture you like that when you couldn't hear what he was saying to her before he left. And then it shows you what he said afterwards. And it's just like another jab in the heart. It wasn't classic because, you know, the classic move is give the classic superhero kiss. And then see you later. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. it was like you can't hear what he's saying. She's just all dazed. And then he takes off, does what he does. And you see her just... Go nuts, and I'm like, she oh my flat. god, dude, that was oh no, straight yeah. up like that. That part was just it was so yeah. emotionally grabbing for me. Like I was so sucked was like, in. Yes. Go ahead, David. What were you saying? Uh, I was gonna say like one of the one of the, I think one of the reasons why that scene was so powerful when Steve's plane does you know explode or whatever end, yes. was the fact that uh, we've seen that kind of sequence in other movies before where the hero will see something happen in a distance and he's too far away or or whatever but this this was different in the fact that she was completely unable to move she mm-hmm. was wrapped up she was trapped on the ground and all she could do was watch and it that i think was um i i it, it kind of ties in with the the whole uh uh uh, rope of Hestia, the the lasso of truth. Uh, you know, it's being bound up like that, and and facing the truth yeah. of what that emotion is. And I think that was it was just really, really powerful uh, for her to not be able to do anything about it. You know, because right. she was, you know, trapped. and I, I can't believe that, but I, I did. I, I completely overlooked the aspect of the fact that she was helpless yeah. at the yeah. time. Like That's it wasn't just so like she lost it. Like yeah, yeah, she was trapped. You know what I'm saying? But it's like. It was that whole helplessness mm-hmm. to it. You know what I'm saying? To like, life. yo, totally, so bad. totally. And it was. And I mean, I think he said the his line he had too. Like, I, I'll save the day. You save tomorrow. Like, oh, you know? I love yeah. that. Yeah. Like, it was just love like that. And the fact that they and he was so smiley about it. I was like, oh, like, you're like you're doing well, this. God, oh, come on. And, and you'd seen the, you'd seen crying. the whole like, movie too. I know, dude. yeah. <laughs> I, I held I held it together honestly I held it together all the way until the last scene when or it's not the last scene but the scene when they're walking towards the wall with all the pictures like I almost mm-hmm. lost it a few times I was like nope I could cry oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then like I go cry in Wonder Woman and then it gets to that part she goes up and touches it and like she starts to she lose like, it like soon as I did that I was like oh. God, like I just—it <laughs> just, was instant good. waterworks, man. Yeah. I couldn't help it. I, I didn't hey, get over now that I got, I got, I got, I got the mighty Zordon on the line here. Was there any part of this movie that choked you up at all? Um, uh, I, I can't say I got like choked up. I mean, I was, um, I was caught up in 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 the moments when they were happening and stuff, but I didn't feel like I was, um, uh wrecked or anything like that i mean <laughs> yeah. um Zordon saying he ain't no bitch he ain't no bitch that's so good uh, as as a storyteller myself i'm i'm able to recognize these movies and to appreciate that they they nailed the, every single one of them yeah i mean there, there are there are certain points you need to hit in the in the way you tell these stories in order to uh, elicit a certain response and they did such a good job of of making that happen like mm-hmm. um you know chris pine in you know when the plane is flying up there and he he points his gun back towards the the gas canisters and there's that look on his face of like oh shit i don't know if i can do this yeah right. You know, there's that that momentary fear that that every one of us experiences, and and um, you know they they nailed all those little subtle moments. Um, well, yeah, the 
God, there's there's so many to you know to talk about. Really, I mean, yeah. Um, uh, I, I'm re- I'm really curious to get your uh, take on this one, David, because this one blew me away, and I, I think you guys will agree as well. Ares armor. Oh yeah, that was so dope yeah. and creative. Like and when he pulled his fingers, he pulled his fingers down. See the, like, yeah. I love how he was making the armor out of debris. I was like, that makes sense of a god. Yes, like, like, it wasn't it. like it wasn't like magic or anything. It didn't just appear. It wasn't you know no shade Power Rangers where it was just was appearing. On. He was getting like straight debris, like a true warrior in yeah. that timepiece would do. And I was just like. That is dope. Yeah, yeah. That was that was. I, I thought. I thought as a as the the ultimate villain of this, yeah. it was a absolutely perfect. I mean, and, and to th- you know, let's let's kind of get into to the technical side of this because we've been fanboying out about about the actors and the performances. But let's get into the technical side of this because Zack Snyder now has stepped down from the director's chair of the the DC, and he's there on as go. a producer. He's he's a producer of this, but I can't say that when I saw this. I did not see just the Zack Snyder signature all over the visuals yeah. of did this he movie. Did he step down in this one or this he, is after? This is, this well, is he's he producer in this. Yeah, he didn't direct this. Patty Jenkins directed right, this. Okay, she did right. Monster and a couple other movies. But I think he, that might be a better fit. I, I, dude, honestly, I think it did. I think it made a world yeah. of difference because, you know, he does. He has that eye. He can make things absolutely just beautiful, 100%. And maybe she, mm-hmm. like, more, like, contained him and shot him in the right direction. Yeah. Like, you know, you feel like with Batman versus Superman, and even to an extent, Man of Steel, it's just kind of all over the place. Yeah, it, it does. It he does. does what he it does looks well. beautiful at points, but yeah. it's just, it is. It's, it's all over the it's place. It's got to be focused and, and timed correctly. And I think maybe that type of, you know, teamwork or, you know, uh, collaboration would mm-hmm. really make better movies just for DC altogether. Right. Zach is dope. He's dope. Don't get rid of him. Well, he's stepping maybe, down. He's not getting rid of him. He's stepping down. I, mean, down. He's step down. Just, I want him to still be a part of the process because yeah. he he's has a creative hope. eye, but maybe a more polished story, over, storyteller. Right? He took over yeah, there, there, was a, there was a fair amount of Snyder slow-mo throughout the movie, but totally. I, I think it was, uh, it, was, it was handled very well. I mean, that's that's a signature uh, visual for Snyder, and and um, I think it, it works really well in this genre of movie. I mean, it allows you to to capture some of those straight out of the comic book, you know, poses and stuff, and, and I think that's great. Um, but uh, I mean, you you can say whatever you want to about Batman versus Superman, but you know you can't deny the fact that. He knows how to paint a picture. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, thank you. Yeah. No, we can't. We can't argue that at all. Yeah. Visually, I mean, every, the guy is amazing. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, uh, his influence was there, but again, I think uh, I think it's all Patty Jenkins. It's it's uh, you know the way it was told, uh, the moments that we see, you know, because th- there are moments in there where it's really fun for us, like. Um, when Diana makes the decision to leave the island or to get Steve off the island and she goes to get the God killer. Yep. Um, her reaction when she learns that she can stick her fingers into solid stone is priceless. Yeah. Right. It's, it's that, that joy of I can do this. Right. It's all it is. She does. And, she has that childlike innocence to her. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, and I, I think this movie had a solid script. And I think Batman v Superman didn't so much have a solid script. And this, stop you see, my movie. I mean, <laughs> this movie is it's a solid script. It's a great director, a great producing team, great actors come together for a great movie. 
right. which DC has been struggling with slightly. Well, right. So this Daniel is their new direction. Earlier. Daniel said Gal Gadot did such an awesome job as Wonder Woman. She is our Wonder Woman, more so than Henry Cavill did at Superman. And I said, wait, let me tell you what they did with Henry Cavill. They gave him a strip. They said, we need you to be a sad, dark Superman that is having trouble with the world. And he did that, and people hated him for that to the point that everybody hated him for it. Like, he did it so good, everybody hated his movies for it. And Daniel was like, damn, you're right. He did a good job. He did do a good job. <laughs> I think did he did exactly a great job. exactly what they wanted for Well, that. yeah. But I think I, I was more so driving the point home that this, this uh, role, <laughs> this uh, story, and actually just the execution of the actress and, you know, what she brought to it, just nailed Wonder Woman mm-hmm. more than any character I really think we've seen in a while. Mm-hmm. Which hopefully leads us some hope that they bring Superman back and give us He's more happy. Superman. Can he be happy when he comes back? <laughs> right. from dead? Let Batman Can be, be happy? dark. Can we just get a happy? <laughs> so what? Uh, so what are we? What are we going to rate Wonder Woman on our scale? Uh, on our scale, we have a rating what? scale. We either we go see, go see it, it, wait for Redbox, wait for. Uh, HBO, Netflix, or yeah, Netflix, yeah. or wait for the porn parody. <laughs> so, Ooh. which one? Which one? Oh, you go go see it in theaters. Yo, we got go one. See go it. see it. Definitely. Another. Go see it. David, what do you rate it? Uh, if, if you don't go see it in the theater, you're really doing yourself a disservice. You All need right. to see it on the big screen. All True. right, so we got three go see it. What about you? Norm has Norm. Uh, Norm, you need to go. I logged out because I hadn't seen it yet, but I am going to go see it in the Epic Theater. I'm gonna pay the extra money because I've had enough. Yeah, you gotta go see it. I, I mean, you gotta see it. Usually, I don't mind when you guys spoil movies. This one, I actually had to clock out. Oh yeah, I don't yeah. want this one to be spoiled. <laughs> I, was, I thought you were gonna I walk out of the so, room. I turned music <laughs> on. Jimmy was like, uh, "We can still see you in the camera." Oh, damn, I know he's all like he's all like leaning back, and I'm like, "You're totally out of frame." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's dancing. Um, so I want to. I want to. Uh, now that we have you here, I do. I definitely want to switch focus to you, David. Uh, I want to talk about uh, your most recent project that you're working on. On the order, what what can we talk about uh, as far as as far as the order is concerned? Um, well, we're uh, we were all out in in LA in January. We were all set to film. We were three or four days before going in front of the cameras, and then um, uh, the union stepped in and, mm-hmm. and they had some problems. So we had to close everything down and regroup. Uh, we're still in production. Karen has been. Um, uh, taking a lot of meetings as far as like trying to get a distribution deal together. Um, and um, I'm expecting an email from her any day about on the status of that, but we are still up and running. We're still going. Um, it, it's kind of frustrating for me because I keep getting fans asking me, you know, what's going on with it, where are we at? And I really don't have a whole lot of information to tell anybody. I mean, right. I'm just, uh, I'm, you know, we're, we're all eager and ready to go. And, and uh, we all we have all our locations. We have all of our our actors and everything there, and and we're just waiting for the 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 bell to ring so we can go. Right on. So I mean, it it, it seems like uh, you know the 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 ball started hard with this, and 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 everybody kind of kind of you know uh, came came to, as a, a Ranger fans to support this project and get it going, and everything was good. And then you know uh, political stuff seemed to kind of just get in and 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 stop the production. But you've you've worked through that, and now you're you're moving on to waiting for the actual production day is basically where the where this is at. 
Correct. All right. All right. Um, so what what uh, what are, what are some of the things that you're looking forward uh, to with this movie? Like, because uh, all we all we really know as fans is that you know this is going to be a movie with order and you know verse chaos, where it seems like there's a uh, you know uh, you got you got these two elite forces that are going to be going after each other. So for those that are unfamiliar with uh, what the order is, uh, if you could please elaborate a little bit on the story. Well, I, I think fans will be excited to see some of their. Uh their favorite actors from, from the Power Rangers. Uh, and, and these actors who were on Power Rangers are, are for the most part, they're playing, you know, uh, goody, good guys. They're, um, not goody goodies, but I mean, they're, they're, uh, they have a very narrow channel that they, they don't stray from, you know, Mm -hmm. if you're a Power Ranger, you're a good guy and you do good things and all that kind of thing. So I think, I think this is a chance for them to see some of their favorite actors kind of branch out from that and do stuff that's, uh, they're not really sort of expecting. And, uh, the basic premise of the order is that there is this, uh, non-sanctioned, non-governmental, uh, unit of very highly trained, very highly skilled people who travel about the world, um, taking care of trouble spots and uh they sometimes operate within the law sometimes they operate without the law um and then there's a a a schism that happens there's a shift that happens and it divides them in half and then they start fighting one another so you have the best of the best fighting the best of the best and how it turns out we'll have to wait and see Right on, man. This the, it just it sounds so so very exciting, and all of us here at the Starship have been one hundred percent doing everything we can to follow this movie, promote this movie, and 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 we really want to see you know this 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 thing succeed. So uh, you know, any any time anything comes up with this movie, let us know, man, and we will be promoting it like crazy for you, one hundred percent. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, not a problem. David, I want to thank you so very much for joining us for this Wonder Woman review. It's been an absolute yeah, honor to have you return. You, right? oh, uh, you, you, yeah, absolutely, man. So um, if you could, please, before we let you go, uh, tell everybody where they can find you on social media and uh, the next uh, convention that you're coming to. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, they can find me on Twitter at Zordon2012. They can find me uh, on Instagram at DGF Zordon. You can find me on Facebook at Zordon2012. Um, I'm supposed to be hearing about a convention this month in Virginia, but I haven't got confirmation on that yet. Okay. So uh, that's that's the only one I can really sort of like confirm at this point. So okay. um, uh, hopefully there'll be more in the year because I would love to get out and see everybody and see you guys again. So Awesome, man. Yeah, last time we got to see you was in Philly. So Yeah, Philly was great. Yeah, it was. It was awesome. All right, David, thank you so much again, man. It was great to have you on the show, and uh, we will be in touch. Okay. All right, cool. See you later, man. guys. Yes, take Bye, care. Dave. Bye, David. Bye. All right, we are going to take a break. When we come back, more on the Ninja Starship. I don't care, Bob. You're fired. You're fired! You're fucking fired, Bob! Clean out your locker at the club, Bob. You're fucking fired! I don't fucking care what he told you, okay? I'm talking about 40 million fucking Deutschmark here, Bob! 40 million fucking Deutschmark! I told you to wire the money to Geneva last week! I say Geneva! You hear Helsinki? Huh? 40 million fucking Deutschmark, Bob!
All right, we are back, We're ladies back. and gentlemen. We are back. Uh, real quick, I wanted to touch on a couple things about Wonder Woman before we move off of our total review. It's too good. Not uh, to well. it, it is. It is too good to not talk about the domestic total as of June fourth, two thousand seventeen, is one hundred million five hundred and five thousand dollars. The production budget for this was 149 million. The runtime is two hours and 21 minutes. It is rated PG 13 and distributed by Warner Brothers. Did so, I hit all the technical I think, stuff? I think it's fair <laughs> to say there'll be a sequel. Yeah, I was going to oh, say. So after yeah, next week, we got yeah, a sequel. In the world of movie sequels, money talks and. The money's talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's definitely going to be a sequel. That, well, I mean, we almost kind of get a sequel because we're going to get Justice League in November, and she's in that. Yeah. Which, yeah. T- which talk about good. ballsy opening. You have Thor Ragnarok opening the Ragnarok. Yeah. yeah. Ragnarok. The third or fourth of November. And then the Justice two weekends League. later, you have Justice League opening. I think that's good. That's just that's them being like. Marvel, DC, let's go at it. <laughs> oh, DC is going to win that fight. They're, they're coming now. And, like, you know, like another point that I wanted to bring up is how, you know, there's this Snyder feel to it. Now, David said that this is a, uh, you know, it, it really works mm-hmm. for this thing. And it, it really does, man. DC has always been the darker of out of the two, yeah. out, of, out of Marvel and uh-huh. DC. DC has always gone that darker realm. So it only makes sense for that filter to be there. And we nobody has ever complained about that filter on these movies of DC. They've mm-hmm. complained about the story. Mm-hmm. They've never complained about the look or right. the visual because yes. they can't. No. But this this particular story, I, I think just it really it really put DC on the board as far as like we know how to make a comic book movie now. And Wonder Woman shows you that DC is on the board and they're ready to play. See, normally I would ask you, did Wonder Woman set up anything for Justice League? But I don't want to know. I'm not time. telling you. I'm good. That's, I'm, I, don't I, I, I honestly, I don't think it really, it really so, did, so, other than the little... Even uh, if it was this, a little sprinkle, is, I'm good. This is yeah. more of a the PSA. Salt guy, I'm good. Uh, there was no post-credit scene, which I was... Yeah, no, no no, post-credit scene But DC usually doesn't yeah, do but that. This movie, they did on Batman v Superman. This movie, was yeah. a whole, yeah. this whole movie was a post-credit scene. This movie <laughs> was a post-credit scene what? to Batman v Superman. <laughs> it wow, really was... You wow. are totally discrediting Jesus. this movie. You just no, no, disrespected no, the whole no, movie. Totally, you, just, you just pulled down your pants and shit all over no, one no, no, this That's what makes me so mad. Is this movie's fantastic, but this whole movie was because of a post-credit scene... And Batman v Superman. That's uh, it, it, I don't want to like spoil it too much for you. No, it was that's the that's scene why he showed the picture of her with her friends back in the day. Yes, and that's what this that movie... was earlier in the movie. That wasn't just a post credit scene. So, but All I mean, right. that's, Jeez, that's what this movie ties into. <laughs> so no, this guys, movie's uh... fantastic. That's what makes me so mad. Like, give me a little something for Aquaman. That's Jess what, and I are that's what we need to build up. Was Aquaman? So we'll Listen, out. give Aquaman his own thing. Let Wonder Woman be its own movie. Let it be its own movie. It doesn't need any help from anyone else. Not only that, DC played it smart by not putting any other swinging dick in that movie because it is a Wonder Woman movie. Did they leave room for a Wonder Woman sequel? Oh, yes. Okay, to catch up where she 100%. was all this well, time. Anywhere, not yeah. catch up where it was off. Like I said, but it was a period more, piece, but okay. it's going to go from further on. All you know, right, definitely further on. Well, they can still do more period pieces, too, like... You're a period piece. Ah! <laughs> uh, let's talk about Captain Underpants. You guys went and saw Captain Underpants. Uh, yeah, instead of well, fucking Wonder went, Woman. Yeah, you didn't go see Such Wonder Woman. Bullshit. Let's go ahead. Give your review out of uh, Captain Underpants. It was good. It was funny. It was a family movie. <laughs> I swear to God, but it wasn't stop fucking it, it's good. Wonder Woman. <laughs> it's so mad. It, I mean, so, Captain Butthurt well, over the here. Two. Captain Butthurt. Well, I mean, yeah. So if you have. 
If you have kids, uh, take them to go see it. It's a good family movie. Not like, before you go see Wonder Woman. See Wonder Woman first. Ashley, if you have young girls. Um, but then Captain Underpants, if, if you're a fan of the books, go see it because they have a lot of good stuff for the books. But if you don't have kids and you're not a fan of the books, don't go see the movie. Well, I mean, I either mean, or. It was fun. It was, it was warm. They had their little heart moments, but... Like the said, voice cast was great. I mean, so it, it's <laughs> Kevin Hart was one of the leads. Don't let this be your either Tom, or. Tom Millhatch was choice. one of the leads. So it was great. I mean, you have Kevin Hart, who's Kevin Hart, king, king of the box office, he threw king me of off. comedy. Like their voices threw me off. Like the whole time, I'm just like Kevin Hart is a kid. Come on, <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> they should have had somebody else. Voice yeah, like that. I mean, it, it was so good. good, but they should have had somebody else. So, it, it so on, on our on our rating scale, go we'll see, see Wonder Woman first. No, all right, all right, go see. All right, hey, Captain Underpants, go go. Go see it. Wait for uh, Redbox. Wait for Netflix or wait for the porn parody. Netflix. Netflix. It was that or the porn parody, but I don't want to see a porn parody. I don't understand how they would do a porn parody of Cat. Maybe we should leave that rating out when it comes to kid movies. We'll just be like, or wait till Netflix, or cut it. Yeah, right there, done. If it's PG, there's no porn parody. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening. This has been episode 95 of the Ninja Starship. 100, we coming. Oh yeah, we are. We are so close. 100 episodes. It's on its way. We are now four away from our 100th episode. Stay tuned. tuned. Yes, it's going to be very big and good and awesome and wonderful. Ladies and gentlemen, until next week, that is a motherfucking show. Thank you for listening to the Ninja Starship with Jimmy McKnight. Your source for the best and weirdest highlights in pop culture, sports, entertainment, and America. Visit NinjaStarPod.com to email the show. NinjaStarPod on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. Available on iTunes, Podbean, Google Play, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcast listening app. If you listen on iTunes, make sure to click subscribe. So you never miss an episode. And make sure to leave an iTunes review, because we love hearing from you. Yes, All of you. This show is a proud member of the Podcast Detroit Network, the Points of Interest Podcast Network, the Wicked Radio Network, and the Tangent Bound Network. All episodes are sponsored by the Falling Down Beer Company. Go to NinjaStarPod.com for more information on killer deals from our sponsors.